Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, today it's really a big pleasure because a friend of mine, Rob Dwyer, is together with me. Hi, Rob. How are you? Hey, Greg. I'm great. It's, uh, it's really wonderful to be on your show today. Thank you very much. And if the show goes like the pre-discussion, I am already thrilled how many people will listen to that because it was great. But let's really start this game that the audience can join this, this, this great discussion. As usual, I ask my my um, my guest to introduce themselves. And the same I would like to ask you. Yeah, well, my name is Rob Dwyer, as you already know, but your, your uh, audience may not. And uh, I actually work at a couple of different companies, really serving in a pretty similar role with both of them. Uh, one of them is Customer Direct. We're a U.S.-based outsourcer small family-owned business. We've been in business for 25 years in the St. Louis area. And then uh, our software platform, which is actually now a separate business, but the platform is called Happy To, and we support agents with real-time guidance, and we support leadership with insights derived from sentiment analysis and speech analytics through our platform. Thank you very much for this short introduction. And I know you are also a part of the audience of the podcast. Therefore, you already know which one, which question is coming. Which values drive you in life? Yeah, I think uh, the thing that I like doing more than anything else is helping. And that has been something that I really get an opportunity to do in a variety of ways in the, the business that I'm in, you know, I spent uh, 10 years, 10 plus years in the mortgage business before I got into contact centers, which now have been the last, I don't know, roughly 15 years of my life. Um, but even when I was in the mortgage business, you know, it was about helping people, about helping people finance their, their homes and their dreams. And since I got into the contact center, you know, even from the very beginning, when I was on the phones, it was about helping people. And, you know, then I came up through training that was about helping people be successful in their, in their new job. Um, leadership development, again, about helping people. And, and so today, you know, that's still what I'm focused on is really helping people solve challenges, whether that's business problems that they have or whatever other challenge that they have. I like lending a helping hand and that, that really makes me feel great. And before the game will start, I know that you want to share a story together with us and yeah. with the audience. Before we start with the story, I think there is something that it's relevant that you didn't share yet. You are also a podcaster. What's I am. the name of your show? Where, <laughs> we, where can my audience find your podcast to get also insight from, from you? Yeah, well, I appreciate you bringing that up. The show's called Next in Q. And of course, you can find it at all of the places that people listen to podcasts, right? So if you want to check out the video, you can find it uh, youtube.com slash at Next in Q. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all the places. You'll see my big smiling mug on the uh, the podcast art, so you can't miss it. Thank you very much, Rob. And I suggest to the audience to go to your podcast and uh, look at it, try to listen to some episodes, but please stay with this one, listen to the discussion with Rob before going to the dropping to the next one. <laughs> but yeah, aside, absolutely. Everyone needs to stick around for this for this episode the longer the best but now let's yeah. let, let's go to the to your story please share it with us yeah so here's the story i went shopping this weekend and i went to a, a couple of different stores that are relatively the same and i know everyone who is listening to this podcast is either a fan of customer experience or the thinking about how they can improve customer experience. And we talk about a lot of different ways that that can be done, right? There are all kinds of experts and uh, technology providers like myself or uh, all of these things that um, we talk about that can make customer experience better. There are really, really simple things though that you can do to make customer experience better that don't cost any money and actually are, are kind of fun. And so I'm, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, these two places that I shopped at, they're basically grocery stores slash home goods stores, right? They very much have the same kind of products. Uh, the one that I went into, the second one, the experience was not the great experience. And I'll tell you, it's a, what we would consider in the States, like a better store, right? It's a little bit higher end store. It's a brand that everyone is familiar with. Uh, Target, everyone uh, who's listening from the States will be familiar with that. Uh, that's a good store. I like Target. I, I enjoy shopping there. And when we got to the checkout, you know, they have, Target has like an app. They have a loyalty program. You can get, you know, special discounts. You can go through self-check. You can go through uh, the regular checkout. And I went through the regular checkout. And the exchange um, between the cashier and my wife and I was just a little bit awkward, right? I mean, he's trying to have like some small talk. I imagine that's what they're supposed to do. And it's just he doesn't know what to say. And it's just kind of awkward. The store that I went to before this, I was going through the checkout, right? It's not as high end of a store, um, had quite a few things, and we're going through the checkout, and we get up to the front. Uh, there's no self-check, by the way. There's no app. And I'm going to ask you the question that this cashier asked me, Greg. Are you ready for the question? Yes. Can you name five songs by Elton John? Um, I think we need to cut this scene because I'm not able to name that, but... Yes. <laughs> It's okay. You don't have to name five songs by Elton John, but I want you to think about what happened in that moment. So... The cashier has all of these things that they need to scan and bag up. They could try to do some kind of small talk with me. But instead, they asked me a question. They basically turned it into a game show, Greg. Yes. 
I'm sitting there trying to rack my brain thinking of five songs by Elton John, which don't get me wrong. I'm a pretty big Elton John fan, but when you put me on the spot, like I feel like I'm in a game show and I have to come up with the answers. And there's this little bit of a time crunch because I want to do it before he's done scanning and bagging everything. He doesn't have to engage in small talk. He's asked a relatively simple question that he probably enjoys watching people squirm and try to figure out, can they get five answers out? It gives the customer something to do at a time when otherwise uh, they, they don't have much to do other than sit there and wait. And it's also the last thing that happens in the shopping experience. It was incredibly memorable. It cost no money and made the employee more happy because he got to do this with, and I assume he probably does this with nearly every customer. He probably changes the question a little bit. Maybe he chooses Billy Joel or some other band that uh, he likes. And for the customer, They're not sitting there thinking about this awkward shopping experience. What they remember is this final interaction with the cashier. So I think we all need to remember that customer experience is all about, you know, an interaction with your customers, how it makes them feel. And you can do something really special without spending a lot of money. It's great. The big question that I have now is, do you know the five songs now? (laughs) (laughs) So I came up with, I think, four songs and the guy behind me in line, like passed me a clue. He was like, hey, hey, Benny and the Jets. And I was like, yeah, Benny and the Jets. (laughs) And so technically I got my five songs. I got a little bit of help from the audience, I think is how I would characterize that. But it was one of those things where it was just, it was fun. It was like a game. And really, all I was doing was just checking out. That's all I was doing. But in a completely other experience, feeling different. And and it's really nice. It's really a a great, great example. What uh, I would like to discuss today with you, it's the world of contact center and the BPO industry. And we still know it's uh, 2023, but we are still struggling to bring customer experience into contact center, into the BPO industry. And perhaps how do you prioritize customer experience in contact centers and perhaps also in BPOs? Yeah, I think there are so many ways. When you're a BPO, we need to be clear that your partner often dictates a lot of the things that, that you can do. But as a good BPO... You can have a lot of influence with your partners as to how they approach things. But I think the most important thing is that we want to make sure that our internal culture is always focused on our customers, right? And as a BPO, you have really two customers. You have your, your partner, And you have their customers that you're interacting with. And so when you're always focused on doing a great job for both of those customers, 
you will always do the right thing. There may be times where a partner may say, hey, we want you to not do X, Y, or Z in the future. But if you can address something that maybe was out of the norm for them and say, right, the agent thought that this was in the absolute best interest of both you and your customer, and that's why we did it that way. Typically, you're not going to have partners that are going to get really upset about that. And so even if you know, it might cost them a little bit of money in a particular situation where they may want to say, hey, let's establish a different process for addressing this. As long as you have that culture of keeping the customer first, everything else kind of falls into place. And it's not about the technology that you have. It's really about the, the people and the culture. I think people people and cultures are extremely important also in, in contact center. Are you a seasoned expert on, on this topic? Perhaps from what, what are you really doing to ensure that uh, contact center BPOs uh, offer a consistent and exceptional service delivery to, to their customers? Well, I think one of the things that we've done with Customer Direct, you know, Happy To was actually... Uh, spun out of Customer Direct. So it's a software uh, suite. And that platform really is all about helping deliver great customer experiences, whether that's through real-time agent guidance and providing them the resources they need so that even brand new agents, right, can feel comfortable, confident, and know that they're giving the right answers to customer inquiries, that they have all the tools they need. Um, and then also for our leadership, part of that is about, you know, understanding what's happening within your business and understanding how your agents are performing. And the biggest challenge, and, I, you know, quality has been part of what I oversee in the contact center. So, It was definitely first front to the forefront of my needs is understanding what are the things that we can really focus on with an individual agent to ensure that we're developing them to be the most effective, right? Where do we get the biggest bang for a buck? Traditionally, contact centers use a quality method that involves a human listening to calls and scoring it against a rubric. And I don't think today there is any substitute for listening to calls and hearing them as a person. But I do think that you can supplement that with some of the tools that are out there today, like our product, Happy to Vision. But there are other great products that are out there that are listening to 100% of those phone calls And that allows you to then understand what's happening, not just with this one agent and this one call, but with all the agents and all the calls. And that's not just good for the supervisor or the manager, but it's good for all of the leadership within an organization because they can identify trends. They can identify things that they need to fix in a totally different department. That's not the call center, right? Maybe there's an issue at a warehouse. Or maybe there's an issue with an automated email that goes out when an order is placed. Those kinds of things you can identify 
when you're really analyzing all of the information that comes through a contact center. And that's always been uh, a challenge and, and one that we have used our own technology to address both internally and for partners who have their own contact centers that are looking for technology. This is extremely interesting. I have at least three questions from what you what you said. The first one, uh, and I, I really like to understand your view on that, um, quality and speed. Some, uh, some contact centers, some companies are extremely focused on speed, average speed of answer, uh, average handling time, and, all, and everything is linked to speed. But we expect mm -hmm. also quality. And um, I already know some companies that started shifting from speed to quality. They are sharing it's not about speed and it's not about how long the calls was because this was this is the experience time and it means the longer it is the better is the experience what's your view uh with balancing speed because at the end we are also responsible for cost and quality yeah i think that's a great question i think the reality is that you need a good balance of both and here's why i say that like i too much focus on being efficient particularly if you're holding agents to standards of, let's say, average handle time, it causes bad behavior. And they start to do things to game the system uh, if their handle time isn't where you want it to be. So I would caution everyone on that. But I think the reality is no one likes spending 20 minutes with a call center as a customer. Like, I don't care how great the experience is. I have other things to do. I want my inquiry, whatever it is, to be handled in an efficient manner. Now, I want it to be done right. Ideally, I want to have a really great experience when I'm talking to that agent. I want them to be friendly. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is that you resolve my issue. That's number one. It's just like if I, uh, if I have a problem with my car and I take it to a mechanic If the mechanic is really fast and goes, oh, your car's done, but my car still doesn't run, I am not happy about that. And I, at the same time, I want the mechanic to be efficient because I need my car. So there's a balance there that we need to make sure we're resolving issues, whatever that person is calling for or chatting about or emailing about or hopping on Twitter about like however, whatever channel they're using. First and foremost, make sure we solve the problem. Second, let's make sure that we do that efficiently and in a friendly manner. Uh, but just don't, don't put the efficiency as your primary focus because that's not the customer's primary focus. They want it done. At the same time, they don't want it to take all day. I think what you're saying is it's extremely interesting. And uh, as we are saying, fix the basics and then look for 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 other things. And what you're saying with the garage example is I don't want to have a coffee and a donut and something to to, <laughs> to eat but the car is not fixed and I had this issue already once and therefore I can, I can understand <laughs> what, uh, what, what you are saying. You get the best coffee, but the car didn't get fixed and therefore it was right. quite, quite difficult. 
Yeah, you're still going to be frustrated. Exactly. You mentioned earlier also how using leveraging technology. You 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 mentioned listening to all the calls with with technology technological solution, leveraging AI, leveraging automation, and I think this is one important piece in contact center because contact centers are done by people, but driven by technologies, available technologies. How do you foster this uh, innovation mindset in a contact center? Yeah, that's a really great question. You know, for us, because we have our our own development team, we're always really just focused on how do we solve our own challenges, right? Really, t- it's it's about everybody talking with each other and understanding like, what are the biggest challenges in your day-to-day, whether that's a frontline supervisor, the manager, the director, all the way up to the CEO? What are the things that are challenging for you or monotonous for you? What would be great if we could remove a barrier? And then focusing on, well, how can we do that in a way that doesn't sacrifice the quality, right? We just talked about uh, quality versus speed. And so using technology is how do we solve problems without sacrificing the quality of what we're delivering? And for us, that's always just a constant question. And so with Happy To, we're always asking our partners, you know, what could we do better? What what could we, what other problems are you dealing with? And that really was the genesis of Happy To Vision, which is our speech analytics platform. We had a customer who was using our, our other product, Happy To Guide, and really they had these other problems. And we just said, well, let's see if we can solve these other problems for you. And, you know, that turned into this whole other product for us. Uh, really just because we were engaged with a customer and trying to solve real world problems for him. And now we're solving very similar problems for a whole bunch of other people. Um, I think it's it's extremely interesting. And I would like to to understand and get some nuggets from, from what you said. You always say we are doing and so on. How are you involving employees in this innovation process? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, when we... Uh, because we have, when we're in a unique situation as a technology provider, but then also we have this, this BPO entity. And so when we are working with a new product or we're uh, changing features, not only can we reach out to our, our partners that are using our software, but we can really test this with our own contact center and literally talk to our agents who are using it, talk to the supervisors, talk to the managers. We're able to get that feedback because we know that these are the actual people using it. And that's one of the challenges with technology or really any kind of product is you really need feedback from your customers, your users. And that can be a challenge to get sometimes because you're trying to identify customers that are going to use a particular product or feature and how do you engage with them and 
some customers are just not that interested in giving you feedback. And we have this very, I don't want to say captive audience, but it's a group of people who are using our product every day. And so we're able to talk to them and just, and they know who we are. And so they can be very honest with us and just say, you know what, that's just not great. The other thing that uh, we have is we've got actually uh, someone who reports directly to me whose job it is from a software standpoint to go in and try and break things, try and, you know, use it like an end user would and say, well, I don't like this or I don't like that. Like that's a big part of her role is just to go in and look at it from a user experience because she has come from that world. And so uh, she is not shy about sharing with our development team, like, eh, I really don't like the way that this functions. It would be better if you could do this. I think what, what you're saying is extremely important to, to keep employees involved because they are the, the ones using on a daily basis the, the tool. The question that I have, there is always this flavor that contact center employees um, are moving to the next job or are trying to do this job to save money, to pay the school, to pay some bills. But as soon as they have another opportunity, they will move to, to the next uh, to the next opportunity. How are you handling with, with scarcity of employees, not finding them and trying to keep them engaged? Because at the end, engaged employees drive also customer experience. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. You know, I I think we've been... I don't want to say lucky because our our team does a really good job of of focusing on on building a good culture, but we've not had to deal with the same kind of turnover issues that I think a lot of uh, call centers have. Now, a big part of that is trying to be more efficient. And when I say efficient, I don't mean agents handling calls. I'm talking about trying to be more efficient as a contact center and leveraging the right technologies, reducing our costs so that we can pass on money in the form of agent wages. Um, and we have had to raise wages to stay competitive. And uh, I think that's a, it's a really good thing for our employees, but it's a constant challenge for the executive team to identify where are ways that we can save money on some service or, you know, how can we pay less rent or whatever the case may be, because that allows us then to take some of that revenue and put it toward agent wages. But I think the other thing then is also with your supervisors, right? They need to be motivated. Uh, they need to be excited to come into work every day and they need to they really are the people that deal with those frontline agents day after day. And so making sure you're taking care of them as well so that they're taking care of your agents. And we're a very flat organization. So there's not a lot of distance between an agent and our CEO. And I think that is advantageous because it allows our leadership to really understand what's happening and where we maybe need to make changes or what some of the, you know, whatever the new challenge is, 
it's not something that has to go through 17 layers of management before someone can make a decision to change something. It's something that we can identify in a day and make a decision that day or the following day to make a change if it's something that makes sense for us. I think you are touching an extremely important topic. It's it's about leadership. You mentioned the, the supervisor and you said it's important to be a team to work together. Perhaps also that can you share some some of your learnings that you have also in coaching the, the leadership team in the contact center in order to create this cohesive team that they are working together. They are all delivering the same experience through through to, to the customers. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've learned over time is that the secret sauce in any organization is about relationships. And that's true regardless of what kind of team it is. Having those really strong relationships tends to lead towards success. It doesn't guarantee success, but it tends to lead towards success. And so what I encourage all leaders to do is to focus on developing those relationships, those personal relationships. And that starts from day one. Now, one of the things that I have new supervisors do is that their first real conversation with an agent is an opportunity not to coach, not to talk about policy, but to just get to know them and to share a little bit about themselves so that they know each other on a personal basis. I find that if you can make a personal connection with someone, some kind of mutual interest, something that we have to talk about that is not work-related, that's just an amazing start. And then you can build on that from there. You can get to know them even more as time goes on. And when you build that relationship, it fosters trust. And when we trust each other, and we always trust that we have each other's backs, each other's best interests at heart, that's when we really come together as a team and we perform really well. We help people not because we feel it's our job, but because we want to help because that person looks like they need help. Um, we want to be successful, not necessarily for selfish reasons, but we understand how that impacts the team and the organization as a whole. And so those relationships, those are the key, the foundation, the building blocks to really organizational success. And if you skip that part, you're going to have a much more difficult time being successful. Thank you, Rob. And uh, this game is coming to an end, but what you are sharing, it's the infinite game. It's something that lasts on the long term because the relationship and trust are not only key in contact center among employees, but it's also relevant for businesses to keep and attract new new customers. In the extra time of this um, of this discussion, I still have three questions for you in the last three minutes. Uh, is there a, a book that you would like to suggest to the audience that helped you uh, oh. during your career or during during your personal life? Uh, let me grab one off of my bookshelf, an older favorite. Uh, so, uh, 
if you haven't read Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There, this is a wonderful leadership book. It's, it is not new. Uh, it's been out for a number of years, but I can tell you that this book has some amazing nuggets in it. And the, the big thing that I think it helps you understand is that you always need a growth mindset and you always need to be acquiring new skills because the premise of the book is as you grow as a leader, the things that make you really strong in the position that you're in are not necessarily going to translate to that next step. And so that there are new skills that you'll need to develop to be successful in that next step. And that book is a really great guide, not only in how to navigate that, but also in some really interesting ways to solicit feedback and to be able to grow yourself personally. So uh, I think that's the book I would throw out there for everyone. Go, go grab the book from Marshall Goldsmith. Thank you, Rob. And what's the best way to contact you? Oh, uh, LinkedIn is uh, definitely probably the best way. Uh, so just search for Rob Dwyer on LinkedIn. Uh, but you can reach me via email, uh, Dwyer, which is D-W-Y-E-R at happytohappitu.com. Um, you can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm at N underscore Q. Uh, that's Q-U-E-U-E. Um, feel free to throw a comment on the podcast. Uh, so there are lots of ways you can get in touch with me, but LinkedIn is pretty easy. And you will find all the information also in the show notes. Now we're coming to the last question. It's Rob's golden nugget. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would like to leave to the audience. Well, Greg, I think I gave you my golden nugget at the beginning of the show. And so I'll just reiterate that customer experience doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't need high-tech solutions. All of those things are like you can bring in those solutions, but really just think about your customer as a person and how you can make that experience a little bit better every single day. And you'll find creative and innovative ways to accomplish that, that will make people remember those experiences, even if it's just shopping in a store. Thank you very much, Rob. It was really a great pleasure to have you on the CX Scorekeeper podcast. Please stay with me. To the audience, it's everything for today. As said at the beginning, now you can go to Rob's podcast and listen to some episodes there because you will find some great nuggets about contact center and everything customer experience. Thank you very much and thank you, Rob, for your time. Uh, Greg, it was great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you very much and bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business. We are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you.